You're listening to episode 124 of the Vine Podcast. Your website, and specifically the homepage of your food blog, should highlight the best content for someone who is brand new to you. The more defined this content can be, the easier it will be for someone to go from just a cold organic search to eventually becoming a raving fan. In today's episode, I'm sharing how you can use web design to highlight your best content. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited that you are tuning in today. If you are brand new to listening to the Vine podcast, I'm so glad that you are here and I hope this episode will be super valuable for you. My name is Madison Weatherill and I am the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios. Over there, we focus on building custom websites and brands for food bloggers looking to take their business to the next level and to really go from being just a food blog and a random collection of recipes to really creating a niche strategic resource for their audience so that you can really serve your audience and make a greater impact through your food blog. Now, if you are looking for support for your website, whether that is you just need a couple of hours of maintenance and support all the way up to needing a custom website, you can always go over to our website at graceandvinestudios.com and you can click on the services tab to learn how we work with clients and what the different offers are. You'll also be able to see our latest availability, the investment, all of that good stuff, and also be able to reach out to schedule a call to chat more about your project. Now, this month, with it being July, if you are listening to this live, is one of the last months that you will be able to schedule a call with me to book your custom website or branding project in the fall. I am going to be going on maternity leave either sometime this month or sometime next month, depending on when this baby decides to arrive. And so we definitely would encourage you to reach out and schedule a call if you are interested in those two services so that you can learn more about them and we can get you scheduled to get started in the fall. These are going to be websites that are launching at the beginning of January, most likely, unless we have clients who want to launch at the end of December. But either way, the end of the year and our availability and openings are really coming up quickly. So would highly recommend checking out the website first to make sure that we have a package that fits what you are looking for and then reach out so we can chat. We do have a few more designer for a day openings and branding openings that will be available this month to work with us before we get to October. And again, this is all just information for if you are listening to this episode live. If you're listening to this sometime in the future, you can always check the website to see what our latest availability and openings are. So today we're going to talk about how you can use your web design to highlight your best content. And to get us started, I first want to really define this idea of your best content. Because so often I think people think about your best content as your popular content and the things that have done well for you. But that isn't always the only thing that we need to look at when it comes to our best content. So for your best content, this is really an opportunity to showcase the 
best or the most ideal content for someone to read when they are new to your website. So I always talk about how when someone lands on your website for the very first time, they are brand new to you and your brand. They do not know whether this is the right place for them. And showing them your best content is really going to help them to start to paint the picture about what your brand is about. It's going to help them to define your niche, to start to have this picture of, okay, this blog shares this type of content and can help me with this. Now, this is something that is often missed when you do not have a really defined niche or you do not have a really defined view of who your ideal audience member is. Because depending on who your ideal audience is, this can change what type of content you want to showcase as your best content. I want you to think of this as really like a start here type of section where if somebody was just to get a snapshot view of what your brand is all about, what posts would you want them to see? Could be recipes, but it also could be resources that you have that would help them along in their journey. Now, this may be content that doesn't necessarily rank well with Google, but you wish that all of your readers could see this content or read this content. And again, just remember, this does not always have to be a recipe. This can be some of those resource non-recipe posts that you have that can really help somebody and really be a resource to your readers. Now, the second way that you can use web design to highlight your best content is by showcasing your popular content. Now, once again, this isn't always just the content that is the most popular on Google. That's a great place to start and see what is showing up in your analytics as your top content, but it can also be a mix of what is popular with your readers. So it could be things that your returning audience is coming back to, or people are clicking through to on social media or in your email marketing. It could be a combination of that along with what's popular on Google, or again, what would be a good starting place for somebody. Now, you don't want to be inauthentic in this situation and choose something that has poor ratings and call it popular or something that is a brand new blog post. You do want this to be something that has a little bit of a shelf life to it and has proven its worth over time with your readers in some way. Now, the third way that you can highlight your best content through your website design is through showcasing your resources. Now, I've been talking about this a lot lately on the last few episodes of the podcast, but this is where I really see a lot of food bloggers missing a huge opportunity, not only to serve their reader, but also to step into a space where they are considered an expert. I really want to encourage you not to be afraid to write non-recipe blog posts. These are blog posts that are going to be supplemental to your recipe content, but they help your readers in a different way. Again, this is going to help you to stand out as an expert. If all of these other food blogs are only sharing recipes and maybe they're sharing a little bit of helpful information in a blog post, but you are able to write a really great resource about a specific niche of recipes or a specific struggle that your reader has, you are going to elevate yourself as an expert, but you also are going to be serving a pain point that your audience may not even consciously know that they have. Now, these resources can be the perfect way for somebody to clearly see that they are in the right place. For example, let's just say you have a resource blog post that is, let's say, a roundup of 10 gluten-free birthday cake recipes to make for your child's birthday. If you have a reader who is struggling with finding a recipe that is going to be tried and true and taste good for their child who may have recently been diagnosed with celiac and this is their first gluten-free birthday, By seeing that resource blog post on your blog, they are going to immediately know that you understand where they're at and they are going to want to bookmark your site, sign up for your email list, purchase your thing that you are selling, 
whatever it is that you are trying to get them to do and to take action with, you are going to be so much more likely to stand out as someone that they can trust when you are able to provide them with very specific resources and blog posts that help them with their need. You can go back and listen to episode 120, just a couple of episodes back, where I talked about strategies to uplevel your food blog as a resource. And I go way more into this in depth in terms of why this is important and how you should do this. And I would definitely recommend checking that out because if there's one thing that I have been trying to hammer home with you guys recently, it's that your readers are not just looking for another recipe. They're really looking for a recipe that solves their problem, whether that is a lack of time, skill, money, or something else. And getting to that deeper core need for your audience is what is going to help you create those resource blog posts and to serve your readers and to create those deeper connections. The fourth way that you can use web design to highlight your best content is showcasing your freebies, products, or services, depending on what your business model is and what you have. So something to be really mindful of here is that there is often so many things that we want people to do on our websites, but we have to be careful to not give people too many calls to action, which is going to lead our readers to just doing nothing at all. Going back to the idea of defining your audience, when you understand what your readers are looking for, you can better figure out whether they need a freebie, a product, a service, or more free content based on what they're looking for and where they're at in their journey. You definitely can highlight multiple things in one blog post, but you really need to be intentional and curate the next best step for each recipe that you are creating, and then make that stand out as a really obvious call to action. This is something that we talked about two weeks ago on episode 122 about really figuring out what the next best step is for your new organic audience. But this also works for the people who are returning to your site time and time again. And by understanding what it is that they need from you, you can create that really clear call to action, which will help increase your conversions and also highlight the things that you want to be highlighting on your site. Now on your homepage or other spots on your website that are not necessarily within your blog post, you're going to use that same information and knowledge that you have of your audience to figure out the best placement for these different types of things. This is something that we work with most of our clients on because most of our clients have something that they need to promote that is not just their free blog content, whether that is a freebie or a product or a service, or could be a cookbook that they have that they want to highlight. And we have to decide and be strategic about where we place that call to action or that offer for people to take action on it. And once again, as you probably could guess at this point, this all goes back to understanding their audience and what they know about their brand and figuring out when to suggest this as a next best step. Let's go over a couple of best real estate spots on your website when it comes to highlighting these different things. One thing that's important to remember is within your actual blog post, the closer that you can get a call to action to the recipe card, the better. This is because it is going to be what your readers are looking for when they come to a blog post. They wanna find that recipe card and even if they don't take any other action. If they see something that catches their attention nearest to the recipe card, they're much more likely to take action if it's the right best step for them. You also can use a pop-up if it's something like a freebie or even something that is more promotional. You could also use a pop-up to promote a next best step blog post. I've seen this done as well. You can use Gutenberg blocks to help the content stand out. And this is also going to help your return readers to know what to look for in the future. We have had some of our clients who train their audience by talking about this on Instagram stories and telling their audience, look for this particular color block. In all of my blog posts, it will teach you 
you know, what you need to know about this recipe. And something else that is really helpful to include is if you often share things in the body of the blog post that you want people to see, but they don't always see it when they don't scroll through the blog post, put it in the recipe card that they should look for that section if they are looking for something like substitutions or helpful tips. Another less obvious place is the footer of your website. This is a great place to put a call to action for someone who hasn't taken action by the time they get to the bottom of the post. This is going to be seen more frequently on your other pages besides your blog post, simply because your blog post is usually fairly long. And especially on mobile, you're not going to get people that are going to continue to scroll that far through your comments and through your sidebar all the way to the footer. However, it's a really great place to place something like a strategic freebie or a generic signup form to get recipes delivered by email. And this is something that we do with a lot of our clients to just capture any of those kind of warm leads that haven't taken action on anything yet as a final resort to capture them before they might click out of the site. Now you hopefully understand why it is important to use web design to highlight your best content. And it is really up to you to figure out which of these things you want to consider as your best content and then how to strategically place them on your website, whether that's on your homepage or your recipe index or through call to action spots on your blog post itself. If this is something that you would like support in, we would love to chat about working together on a custom website for you. This whole process that we've been talking about today is really the strategic element that we incorporate into our process working with clients. One of the things that is very different about working with us versus working with other web design companies, especially ones that don't focus on working with food blogs, is that we spend a lot of time and energy really curating a strategy for your brand specifically. No two websites are going to look alike or function alike when it comes to our clients because each of our clients is so different and their audience is so different. We spend a ton of time really figuring out how your website needs to function to best reach your ideal audience and to capture them and really ultimately to convert those random people that are coming from Google or Pinterest to your site, how we can convert them into people who are going to return to your website, get your emails, buy your products, all of those things that you want them to do. And that first comes down to figuring out what the best strategy is for your audience. So if that is you and you would like to chat more about working together, we would love to chat with you. You can learn more about our services by going to the website or checking the show notes for the link to our services page. You can go over to graceandvinestudios.com, click on the services page to see how we work with clients to build custom websites, or you can just head right to graceandvinestudios.com book to be able to schedule a call. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this is going to be the last month that you can schedule a call with us to get your name on the list for our end of 2022 start dates, which will get you a new website launched at the beginning of 2023. If you're listening to this in the future, those links will all still work for you and you can still reach out in that way. But if this is something that resonates with you and you are needing support in this area, we would love to chat with you so that we can build a custom website that is going to be beautiful, functional, and site speed friendly because you do not have to sacrifice one of those things just to have a website that helps you to stand out from the rest of the food blogging crowd. Hope this episode was helpful for you guys, and I hope that you will go and implement these strategies to use your web design to highlight your best content. And again, I hope that you will reach out if you are interested in working together over the next few months. And until next week, friends, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.